and welcome to another episode of the Aquatic Mentors Podcast. I'm your host Katrina Van Eyck and in this episode I interview a woman who has dedicated her life to swimming and water safety and that is the amazing Emma Lawrence. Emma joined the family business during her years in high school and made a big impact on the business while studying at university, bringing the knowledge and skills she developed through her business degree into the family swim school and helping to expand and develop it into what you see today. This achievement includes three swim school venues, an online swim training website for swim teachers, parents and coaches, as well as the Kids Alive Do the Five program and other great water safety programs. Emma has always had a passion for baby swimming, but after the birth of her two girls, Emma wanted to share this passion with as many mums as she could. Watching her girls develop a real joy for the water while acquiring their water safety skills has offered her the opportunity to learn so much more about children and swimming. Through the connection with major aquatic training organisations in Australia and the world, Emma has been able to share the connection her and her girls have with the water by running in-person training sessions for swim teachers as well as online sessions. Emma looks forward to documenting the development of her new baby niece and nephew as they learn to swim and experience the joys of swimming. Through today's episode, Emma shares some insights into her work as well as her thoughts on swimming in Australia and where she sees swimming moving into the future. So please share your thoughts on Emma's interview on our Facebook page, Aquatic Mentors. We love hearing your views and I really want to know what's connecting with you. You'll find Emma's contact details listed at the end in the show notes. And if you would like to share your aquatic story, please contact me via my email, regionalswimclinics at outlook.com. That's regionalswimclinics at outlook.com. I'd really love to share your journey in swimming so other people can learn and develop through your journey and your experience. So let's jump in and find out more about Emma's journey in swimming. How did you start your journey in swimming? Well, I think it was bred into me. Growing up around the pool, and I think most people know that, but our swim school was in our backyard to begin with. So it was just always there. And and I just always grew up, you know, being around the pool and playing around the pool and making friends around the pool. But I suppose my interest in it really, like I worked in our family business when I went through high school and also when I was at university. But I think when I was doing public relations and marketing at uni, I really started to get a real interest in things. And I would start to annoy dad because I was doing business. I would annoy him with things like, where's our business plan? I want to have a look at our business plan. I want to know what our mission statement is. I want all these things, you know, that you learn at uni. And dad's looking at me like, what? What do you want my (laughs) mission statement for? (laughs) Because he's a real action, get there, out there, do it. And I'm going through all these questions at uni and I'm saying, no, we can really do an even better job by getting some business systems in place. And so that's really, I think, when I went through uni is where I really got my desire to do my own thing within the, the swimming industry. And I 
guess my passion developed from there. I've always loved swimming and I love teaching swimming. And then I probably when I had my own kids as well, when I had Evie, I really learned a lot through her learn to swim journey. I learned about teaching. I learned about parenting. I learned about child development. And so that's had a really profound impact on me, uh, learning through my girls and what they want to do. And yeah, it's just, I guess, in my blood and I just absolutely love it. And I can't imagine doing anything else and I wouldn't want to do anything else. It's a real gift. I really like that. And I like how you say, yeah, it is a gift, but it's also for you a family connection. It's something that your family have brought about being that they're having in the aquatics industry and being part of so many people's lives to achieve such greatness. But, you know, it's something that you've developed on your own through different areas, having your kids and through university, but you've also been able to impact on such a great legacy too in your own way and develop it so it gets out and reaches more people. Yeah, I think I've always had a thirst for knowledge and I've or anyone that knows me always says, oh God, you ask a million questions. You're always asking so many questions. And I've always been like that. You know, why do we do things that way? What can we do to do better? How do we start? Why do we do this? You know, I've always been a question asker and I've always loved to learn and I've always loved to see what other people do. And I think having a, a love of learning helps in so many ways because it just shows that you want to do better and I don't think even though we've been around you know we've got the long family history and the legacy there we really haven't been stagnant in what we're doing you know we're always learning we're forever adapting and we're wanting to deliver a great service to the community and to the people that come to us because we love doing what we're doing and we want to do a good job. I mean, I don't think I've ever met a swimming teacher who doesn't want to do a good job and who doesn't care deeply about the kids that they teach. And we all have those moments where we're like, oh, wow, this is not working for this particular kid because everyone's the individual. They all learn differently. And we get to the stage where we do need to rack our brains to say, all right, how are we going to progress this kid? what are we going to tap into here in regards to their motivation or what do we need to do to, you know, really encourage them to kick better or paddle better or learn to breathe better, whatever it is, or they don't like backfloating. So how are we going to get them to love to backfloat? So there's always questions, even though our philosophy remains pretty similar, we've all, there's always questions to answer and ways to get better and challenges to to keep us on our toes yeah and that's right and I think that's where swimming comes in you, you have a love for swimming I mean you've got to, to be able to deal with kids deal with families and be in the water for so long but it's always evolving and it's always changing just like kids are generations are changing the way we treat kids and what we do with kids and how we teach people to learn to swim is always evolving and changing and I think that just makes a big difference and that's why we've got to keep learning and and training and seeing things in a different way. What works for someone doesn't work for others. What works for us and how we learn isn't how other people learn. And just seeing that you've been able to evolve the whole learning journey 
through your business has been absolutely amazing. And, you know, like at our swim school, it's Laurie Lawrence swim school, but Emma Lawrence or Laurie Lawrence or Jane Lawrence or Kate Lawrence, they can't deliver every single lesson. So we've got to have a team of people around us who are able to help us and deliver great quality service to our community. And I think in terms of philosophy, we always have people that are, that are on board with our philosophy and our learn to swim principles and all those things. But I think it's wonderful to have different personalities and different options for people because everyone's different and people click differently with different people. And I think we've within our organisation, we really do have a great range of different people who can deliver great swimming lessons and deliver the same outcomes, but maybe just their personalities a little bit different, their disciplinary strategies are a little bit different. And depending on the child and what that child needs, we can provide it to them. That's right. Yep, everyone's different. And to be able to fit them into a classroom with the teacher suits their ability and what they need is amazing. And like you said, you can't be around 24-7. The swim school is an extension of what you believe in and what you teach and what you do. But those employees are the ones that make the difference because, yeah, you can just cater classes a bit more for, you know, specific people and how they fit into that area. So that's great that you can rely on such great staff in that way. I've got to tell you, I really do feel proud when I walk into my swim school and I take my kids to the swim school and I watch the classes that they're in and I watch classes that their school friends are in And my friends have their children at our swim school. And I do have a really proud feeling that we are delivering a wonderful service, promoting children's health, promoting social outcomes, fun, fitness, safety, of course. And it's a really amazing feeling. And it's not just my staff and our swim school that is doing it, but this is happening all around Australia And it's happening all around the world. And it's pretty incredible to think that Professor Robin Jorgensen did her study on early years swimming. And it did show that these social, emotional, physical benefits were happening right across the board at everyone's swim school. And it's a real, you know, we should all be proud of that, not just within your own swim school or circle, but collectively as a group. As an industry, we should be really proud of that, that we are promoting such positive outcomes for children and their families as well. Yeah, that's right. So well around the world and we're developing kids that are going to become better off because of the work that we're doing with them. And, yeah, well said. That's absolutely brilliant. It's a really good point. And I was having a, a conversation with Harper the other day and just about different kids and different families and how important it is that children are told a given positive reinforcement and and saying how you know this at swimming lessons this is a really big impactor for some kids like that are coming to us and we're telling them that they're doing a great job we're telling them that we're proud of them we're telling them that we can see how much progress they've made and they're leaving us thinking hey I've done a good job here And everyone likes to feel good about themselves. And I think it's a really 
incredible gift that we can give to children, not only to give them a skill for life, but also to help promote their self-esteem and their self-worth about them as an individual. Yeah, I really like that. And or just reinforced lately off of a conference that I was listening to online and it had a session about the love languages of kids and how we can actually promote and generate the self-esteem and the, the feeling of love for kids. And they said, yeah, each kid has a love bucket and how much you fill it up. And, you know, we have a great opportunity to do that because we can spend that time, you know, whether it be one-on-one or in smaller classes or even bigger classes with these kids where the parents have so much other stuff going on, it's hard to generate that for the child. But, you know, we have this prime opportunity for half an hour to be able to build that confidence in the child, tell them they're doing really, really well. And, you know, they can achieve so much in the pool and then that goes on to then there are other parts of their life and how they come out of the water thinking, man, I've done a great job. I can smash whatever else I've got to do for the day or for the week. That's right. And the other thing to remember is the parents that we're interacting with as well. You know, swim schools are really the first educational place that parents are choosing to take their baby to, uh, even in a lot of cases before they go to childcare. And the mother and the father are there And, you know, they want to be told that they're doing a good job with their baby. And because when you're in it and you're doing this, you're wondering to yourself, am I doing this right? Is my child okay? What else should I be doing for them? Are they healthy? All of these questions that you have as a parent and for your swimming teacher to turn around to you and say, hey, look at the way your baby's smiling at you. I can see that you guys are having a really lovely bonding session. And it makes you feel good that you're actually providing that connection or, you know, don't worry about being late, mum, come on in. We're all here together. We know what it's like. And having that sense of community and that place that you can relate to other people who are going through the same thing as you is really amazing as well. Wow, what a great point. I've never thought of it that way, but it is because especially when you've got, you know, like you said, they've never been to some an educational situation with their kid, but also at that age, kids are developing so different. So, you know, you're taking them to your maternal child health nurse or your nurses and your doctors and they're pinpointing things that the child's not doing or is doing. You're judging yourself. You may be going through some sort of postnatal depression or especially if it's a new baby, you're like, what the hell am I doing with this kid? To be able to come into that caring environment that everyone's experiencing it and you can make a difference in the parents' lives and just to let them know that they are okay and they are doing things really well, that's that's really great. I've never thought of that. Thank you for pointing that out. That's cool. Funny little story. I had Evie quite young at 24. And as I said to you, I um, was very into the business side of things. (laughs) Anyway, I had, and very sort of conscientious type of person. Anyway, so I had taken Evie to the Logan Health Clinic and I had given out all my business cards about the swim school to all of the ladies at the mother's group there. And so they all came down for swimming lessons And it was such a lovely time because we did, we all got into the same class together and we all went through the exact same process and, you know, lack of sleep or feeding issues or who's sitting up first and what do you do when your child's teething? But we also had that social 
and physical outlet of being in the water and keeping active and bonding with our baby. So it was a really, really special time and lovely to go through with them. And we pretty much, I pretty much kept that same mother's group and I'm still friendly with them today, which is amazing. I'm very grateful for that experience and time. Wow, to be able to, yeah, connect with them, have that experience, and then to be able to continue now generating lifelong relationships with people and also for the kids to be brought up and, you know, knowing each other and having those early friendships with people. Yeah, that's a great connection that you've been able to develop that in the pool and making everyone safe and healthy at the same time. There's so many areas that come into it. So what's the biggest lesson you've learned in your swimming journey so far? Oh, the biggest lesson learnt in the swimming journey. Mm. Or is there many lessons? Oh, there's so many lessons. I think for me, the biggest lesson is learning to read children's body language and working on readiness. That's probably the biggest one for me. I mean, there's so, there is so many, but obviously we've got our set philosophies and our beliefs. We've got the learn to swim principles, but all of those things are going to be impacted on the individual child. And so for me, when I'm teaching, I really want to look at individual readiness. Are they ready to do this skill? Are they happy? Are they showing signs of readiness? You know, are they still nervous are they scared so I think individual readiness is probably the biggest thing and I also love to get the parents on board so working with parents so that the parents understand the learn to swim principles they understand the learn to swim journey they understand that things don't happen overnight that it's a lifelong skill that we're trying to develop and really getting them on board because they are the parents are the child's first teacher you know they're taking them to the beach they're taking them to the friends pool they're supervising them at home so I think that relationship and that education of the parent is so important so it's it's working hand in hand with the readiness of the child and also the support of the parent yeah I like that because working together with it you know, it means you're going to get the best outcome for the child. They're not going to be pushed forward too soon, but they're still going to continue to develop and the parent's going to understand what's going on. I know here in regional areas, I run an eight-week program and if families go to the beach for holidays or they go to Bali where swimming pools are everywhere, well, they used to, and for them to be able to know what to teach their kid or how to supervise the kid or to see signs of what they're doing, it's a big thing for me because I've only got them for eight lessons. So to be able to then develop that outside of the pool and you know, the parents can then take on that teaching role as well is a big thing for me. And you want the kids to be safe. I do get a lot of questions from people because I know that we're one of few swim schools really that have parental involvement in the swimming lesson until children turn four. And a lot of teachers say to me, oh, I just, I find it so much easier teaching the child without the parent. It's so much easier. They just, the child does is what they're told and all that sort of stuff. But for me, I want that parent who may be 
hard to communicate with, I want to build a relationship with that parent because they're the ones that are supervising the children outside of the lesson. I want children to realize that if they want to go swimming, they have to swim with their mum or dad because that's the number one safety rule to be swimming under supervision of your parent or your caregiver. And so that is really important to me for social and emotional connection between parent and child for maximum practice time so that they are learning the best swimming skills in the in the, the time that we've got allocated to us. Because as you say, we don't always have the never-ending number of swimming lessons that we're going to get with these kids. We might only have them for eight lessons. So we need to be able to educate the parent and the child at the same time so that they know how to continue the learn to swim journey when they leave you. So I think, yeah, Max, for me, getting the parent in there, getting parental engagement for maximum practice time, for bonding, for a safe and secure learning environment, that's really, really important for me. That's, and that's definitely something that comes across. And I think as an industry, we are needing to focus on that. And I like your point about having the parents in there for longer. I know it's been a hot topic in the industry for a while. So it's interesting. We understand some of the reasons why, but to be able to delve into that with you a bit more is great to see the underlying reasons and I think it's a good, if it can be done, it, it's a great thing to do as it brings everyone in together and parents and children leaning together. So what's been the highlight of your swimming journey so far? Or again, is there a few? The highlight of my swimming journey. I think the highlight is definitely working on the Kids Alive Do the Five program and being able to get our resources out into the community free of charge. I mean, that is a big highlight for me, something that I'm proud of, that we can distribute these resources free thanks to funding from the Australian government. Each year, we distribute about 300,000 of our Living With Water books and about 55,000 of our water safety packs. They all go out free. And that is something that is extraordinary as a tool for education because yes I'm passionate about physical swimming lessons but I'm also passionate about water safety education and connecting with with the community and promoting early literacy through reading and you know reading's just another way to bond with your child as well isn't it just the same as swimming lessons so that's probably a big highlight that we're able to do that and get the message out and get the support from swim schools and swim school teachers and just the entire community early childhood educators and working together with them is a real privilege yeah it's it's a fantastic resource i mean the cupboards behind me i'm not sure if you can see but i have your dvds stacked up in there you sent some out to me a few years ago and Every time I have a new parent in, I go, here you are, take this home, learn from it. It's a really great resource. I'm handing them out to people in the swim club I'm connected with. And I just love showing people. I use it as a refresher for myself coming into summer because I hadn't been teaching over winter. So to be able to throw that on and watch it and sort of relearn everything again is great. And I remember going into our local kinder here when I first really started getting into swim teaching and I had your books from our swimathon, 
And I said, oh, look, I've got these books. I'll read them to the kids. They're amazing. And the teacher popped out and said, yeah, I've got the copies here. They've sent them to us. And I'm like, oh, you got in quick. <laughs> but it, it's a great resources to be able to give to people and for people to be able to see. So it's good. And it's important to continue getting these resources out into the community because every year new babies are born. There's new parents coming every year, first-time parents coming. And we need to keep that education front of mind. We need to keep the message front of mind. And it's not just one person doing it, it's everyone working together. And I think in Australia, we do have such great collaboration and connection and people that want to educate people in their local community. And, you know, we've only got three swim schools ourselves. We can't possibly educate everyone. And that's why our relationship with other swim bodies like Swim Australia and ASTA is so important, working with OSWIM, working with the Australian Swim Schools Association, Royal Lifesaving, all of these organisations that are supporting the Australian aquatic industry is really important for the Kids Alive program. Yeah, and that's it. And it just takes swimming education to another level. As a swim teacher, it's just another resource that we can use that is great to be able to emphasise what we're doing. But in one of my previous podcasts, I was uh, talking to Tori, who's Shine Swim Schools Marketing, and she said she had her swim school and she realised she could impact more learn-to-swim kids by marketing other swim schools and helping them develop a marketing plan that promotes them and they can fill their classes and that's the exact same for you guys you are able to promote and uh, save more lives and generate more swimming education by being able to do these resources and then market them out and give them to people and that's fantastic that you can do that so was there anyone that played a big role in your swimming journey Uh, there's so many, I think there's so many people who have influenced my journey and I, there's so many swim schools that I love visiting and learning from right around Australia, even the world. I love what Leslie Rudd does in South Australia at Blue Dolphin Swim School. She's got an incredible program and not only that, but a lovely business and great customer service and fantastic teachers, as well as, you know, Julie Zancanaro at Hill Swimming in Sydney. I love looking at their classes when I had an opportunity to go down and see what was happening down there. there honestly, there's a lot and there's a lot of, I really can't, they're the, just two that popped into my head straight away but it's not just them there's so many different people the school swimming teachers that are out at Yalara doing an incredible job out there for the kids that are coming to lessons there there's so many different places that I've been that I've been influenced by yeah I wish I could I probably need a whole podcast on who's influenced me and how they've influenced me but I will say that I think Australians are really really lucky that we can support one another and also share because we do have a great philosophy of sharing within Australia, I think, and we do support one another really well. And I want to continue to learn. I want to continue to go to different swim schools and learn what other people are doing and help our program get better and our business get better as well. I really like that. And, I mean, yeah, you have 
Australia and probably travel the globe with everything as well. And I think you do see a lot of that stuff. You do connect really well with people. And to be able to learn from other people and bring it back to your facility, it's a game changer. It's how we can develop our facilities and our programs really well. You know, to see something work in someone's facility and then use it in your own. Some people may say it's copying. For me, it's a compliment that you think something works really well, but, you know, let's try it in our facility. So that's great. I, I love that you've been able to connect with so many people and they've made an impact on you too. I don't think anyone can copy what you're doing because when you're doing it, you're physically there and delivering that service. So it's more about shaping your philosophy and getting information off other people. It's not really about copying because you can't, you cannot duplicate teaching swimming really, in my opinion. It's a real individual journey. It's up to the individual teacher. That's why at our swim school, we have lesson plans, but we don't have rigid structure to say this is how you have to teach when. We've got more of a, a curriculum that said this is what we want to achieve. And it's up to our staff and teachers to create the lesson plan and to deliver the outcomes that we want to see from our curriculum, from our set curriculum. And no two people are the same. No two programs are the same. You will never deliver the exact same lesson twice. You know, there's always going to be little modifications that you have to make depending on the dynamics of the group that you've got. Every group is different. Even within our own swim school, you might have two level three classes that are running side by side and they're doing completely different things, the same skills, but it's being delivered in a slightly different way because of the dynamics of the group. You know, the, the class might have to go all in wave formation to keep one lot moving or some group might have to be turned circling the lane or modifications need to be made all the time and we need to be flexible. And I think the more that we go and look and see and learn and ask questions, can I get better? Should we be doing more of this? The better that the outcomes are going to be for the children and the parents that are coming to our centre. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's a really good point. Everyone brings their individual way of teaching and structure to a lesson. So, it, you know, it's never the same and it's your own background. It's the, the way you look at it. And each group is different. And I really like how you've said that because it is true. It's exactly what it's like in swimming. Uh, what advice would you give a new swim coach or teacher coming through? I just wanted to also say that no two locations for teaching swimming are the same. I mean, everyone's design of pool is different. The depth of the water, the ledges that they've got access to, whether there's a beach entry, whether there's steps, all of these things are going to impact the way that you have to teach. But at the same time, water is water. So we have to get in the water as much as possible and utilise that water and teach in the absolute best way that we can. And you would know, travelling around, seeing different locations, you've got to be adaptable. Yeah, that's right. Um, and that's an important quality for a, for a teacher is to, yes, be be able to plan and do effective lesson planning, but also be flexible in your delivery that you have to give. Yeah, that's exactly right. Definitely. You have to be flexible. So what advice would you give to a new swim teacher or coach coming through the system now? The biggest advice I would give to an upcoming teacher or an upcoming coach is 
be willing to take feedback because we are in an industry where people are giving you feedback all the time. You're getting feedback from the people that you work with. It could be your manager. It could be a just a colleague that's in the lane next to you. It could be feedback from the parents that are on the side of the pool. So I think we have to be able to take feedback in a positive way and turn it around and know that it's the feedback that's given to you is given to you in a in a, a way that is designed to support you and to make you a better teacher because no one knows it, everything. I don't even know everything. I'm teaching classes on a Monday and I've got dad at the side of the pool watching what I'm doing as well, not just watching the other staff that are that are teaching in our program as well. And it's really important that you can take feedback to be able to deliver the best possible lesson that you can you can deliver. I really like that. And it's how feedback, you need to take out the, the positive side of it, even if it is negative feedback, how can you turn that into a positive or not just dismiss it straight away, but actually sit back and go, okay, so why have they said that? Where is it coming from? And is there anything I need to learn from or change to be able to be a better swim teacher or a better coach? I think that's a really good point. And is it daunting having your dad watching you and pointing things out or is it just normal for you guys now? I think it's just normal for us to give each other feedback because I also give him feedback. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fantastic. And don't be afraid to actually ask, you know, one of your workmates to come and and watch a class that you might be struggling with or where you might have a couple of kids that you think could do better or get your colleague to come along and say, hey, can you watch me deliver this lesson and can you, you give me some suggestions as to what you might do if you were teaching this group? Because sometimes it's easier to see from the outside looking looking in than it is being within that lesson and trying to do it as well. So you may be able to get advice that way. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, and they can pick up bits and give you pointers and see what you're doing from another perspective. And that's always a good thing, especially for having colleagues doing it where you can take their advice. But if they're seeing it from outside, they're seeing it how the parents are as well. So they can show you how it's relating or how they're seeing it and the parent's point of view as well which you can't always pick up on. So I really like that comment. That's great. So for you, what does swimming look like in the future? For me, the swimming swimming in the future, it looks bright. I mean, I can't imagine doing anything else. I want to see the journey that Nate and Sophie, my niece and nephew, are on. I'm really excited about documenting that and learning and you know, making little adaptations to our program where necessary. I'm, you know, excited for some open water swimming stuff to be able to do with Evie and Harper. Already Evie has done a couple of open water swims with the um, Cooley Classic and also the Burley Swim, which I just felt was so fun and rewarding to have that, that challenge of open water swimming and completing it. So I'm really excited for Harper to do that for the very first time. She's still only seven, so she's still got a few years away. But, I mean, I 
I've got lots of things that I'm really looking forward to in terms of swimming and water safety and yeah the future looks bright that's all I can say that's fantastic I love that and it's such great positivity to bring out in uh, this time I think it's amazing that you're giving your children the experiences not all children be able to get to go out and see swimming in a different way from just to be able to go out and do ocean swimming that's fantastic what a great opportunity for them and how much resilience and self-esteem and pride is that going to build into them to be able to do that and complete it? That's just going to be fantastic for them. And then also to use the twins, your sister's children coming through and be able to adapt the program from what you see that you teach or your curriculum for how they, they're learning and how they're developing. That's great. In your thoughts, how can we as an individual and the industry promote and develop learn to swim and competitive swimming to encourage more participants but with less funding that's coming out? It's a great question because I'm having the same sort of discussion at the moment in regards to our own swimming club that we have here on the Gold Coast, the Lawrence Swim Club that's operated out of our Burley venue. And we're just looking at what's happening at the moment and wondering whether or not people are going to be getting value for money if they're having to sign up and there's going to be the risk of cancelled events and all sorts of different things happening. So I think it's a really good question. I don't know if I've got the answer to it because it's a question that we're sort of looking at ourselves at this very point in time. But I guess for me and for our business and just my point of view as a mother as well, I just want to give my kids as many opportunities to swim as possible. And I think to develop competitive swimming, I think it it does really begin with the schools as well and linking in with school swimming and what they're doing at their local carnivals and and school carnivals and things like that. So I think I love the idea of this structured swim club and working with Swimming Queensland and Swimming Australia, working with Sal and getting as much opportunity out there for the kids to to go to little carnivals and stuff like that as well. I, I want that for my kids. But I also want to engage with the local schools that my kids are attending to be able to get competitions for racing and and stuff like that. So I think funding-wise, it's just a really difficult situation and I think something that everyone has dealt with forever. You know, even when my dad was a swimming coach, he also had another job. He was a school teacher as well as a swimming coach because the money just wasn't there. And this is, I guess, a little bit of a misconception that people have with swim schools and and the price of swimming lessons and stuff like that is that your fees get eaten up very quickly through teachers' wages, insurance and heating and all that sort of stuff. And really we are doing it for the love of swimming and because we love swimming. So I think if we can just work together as a community I think if we can get people to volunteer their time and their energy to help us deliver 
programs to help us deliver opportunities for little mini carnivals to then go on to school swimming carnivals to go on to state swimming carnivals I think it's just a matter of working together and working with what we've got and we may not always have what we want but we have to work with what we've got yeah that's it I really like that answer it is just working what with what we've got and giving everyone the opportunities to experience everything like I said with before with your daughters experiencing it all, to be able to give that to other kids is just be a fantastic skill for them to have. And, yeah, for people to understand that we're doing this, you know, for the love of swimming and hopefully people are generous with their time to be able to offer these skills to the kids. Uh, yeah, I really, really like that answer. That's a great way of looking at it. And I understand where you're coming from with your swim school because, I don't know whether we're going to open in summer and how I can keep my clients safe in a council-owned facility. And I'm looking at other avenues, whether I do, you know, intensive week programs instead of an eight-week program, really having to restructure and use what we have. Well, Emma, thank you so much for coming on. You've given us so much information and it's great to hear from you and, and hear your expertise and how you envision swimming it's my absolute pleasure i've loved chatting with you and um, i'm here for everyone if anyone would like some more kids alive resources and for me to send them out to you please get in contact via our website please share all of our resources and our new couch concerts that we've got up on the website and let's keep water safety front of mind for all australians and hopefully we can continue to push drowning statistics down And thank you for all the work that everyone does and supporting one another. See you later, guys.